love of blood, the protection of Peru, with the sight of the Moruk and the light of blue, guide me to a path that for me is right, help me use my darkness to create some light, help me embrace the magic inside of me, and so it is, and so mote it Witches. I hope that got that first little bit of that. <laughs> There's always a little delay. Um, welcome to the Witchuationship Podcast. I am your host, the amazingly adorable Rebecca Thistle, podcasting to you live-ish from my subterranean fortress of solitude. <laughs> um, i.e. the basement that I live in. Um, so... Let's get into this. Um, The Dark Goddess Oracle card that I drew today was, I may be butchering this name, but Ereshkigal. She is a Sumerian death goddess um, who (laughs) blackmailed the king of the gods into allowing her lover to come rule with her in the underworld. And so naturally, the uh, keyword underneath is coercion and um, the insight that we get from this card is so many times we get told who to be how to be what to be and we are so afraid of what other people are going to say or do if we don't fall in line that we completely lose sight of ourselves. This is so appropriate to uh, today's topic, as you will see momentarily. Um, So what Ereshkigal um, teaches us, (laughs) even though she did not practice what what the card is meant to preach, is that Living your authentic truth means being okay with pissing some people off. And you know what? Life isn't going to be easy when you speak your truth, when you live your truth. But you are going to have fewer regrets in the end. The The other side of that coin is oftentimes because all we have experienced is... Uh, coercion and blackmail and manipulation, emotional blackmail and manipulation and psychological abuse, Um, we tend to use those tactics in our own lives to try and get our way. And it's understandable, but be careful. You know, like, I mean, I've had to stop and, and think to myself, you know, am you know, it's, it's, it's an am I the asshole moment, <laughs> you know, and sometimes you got to acknowledge that, yeah, you're, you are the asshole. <laughs> so, uh, this being said, I'm going to pull some cards from my tarot deck to sort of support this. Um, I, <laughs> my desk, I cleaned my desk off and, and now it's a total mess again. Um, less of a mess than it was before, to be fair, but it is still a mess. <laughs> and adding an incense burner and a candle, <laughs> and 
all that stuff probably didn't help. So let's see what Tarot has to say today. Man, the feedback I'm getting in my headphones is really strange. I hope this turns out okay. So... Bonked the microphone, I apologize. Okay, so we start with the Six of Swords. That's the um, feeling of life moving into calmer waters, but also of like mental peace and clarity. We have the <laughs> High Priestess, um, who's all about going into, into the ether and discovering the both and nature of, um, of the world, uh, of life, the universe, and everything, I should say. Um, if you look at the um, artwork from Pamela Coleman Smith, uh, she's got a, a dark pillar and a light pillar. So often we get caught up in this, these binary ways of thinking. Um, and the only way to achieve this Six of Swords energy, this, this mental peace and clarity, is to accept that things are not binary. There is gray areas, there is nuance, there is context. <laughs> and finally, we have the Ten of Cups, um, which the, to me, this is, this is how you achieve that ultimate happiness, that ultimate emotional joy and success is to, is to, is to really accept that people are nuanced that you yourself are nuanced, that there is nuance everywhere. Things are not either or, they are both and. People are not either or, they are both and. That's, that's, that's just the nature of how things are. And uh, the way you get to that <laughs> is by stepping up into that high priestess energy and discovering those secrets. And this also goes well with what we're about to talk about. So let's get into it, shall we? All right. You don't know this, except I'm about to tell you, but this is like the 50th time that I have tried to record this because I don't like where my brain goes. <laughs> my brain is all over the place these days. Thank you, illness. <laughs> Hence, I'm not really caffeinated. So as you may or may have, as you may or may not have guessed, <laughs> what did I say about my brain? This episode is about the law of attraction um, and as it pertains to ADHD. Um, <laughs> I feel like a lot of neurodivergent witches come to witchcraft because the law of attraction didn't work in the form that it is presented to most neurotypical people. So I'm going to try and break this down into little segments as opposed to just doing it all in one big go. Um, first, we're going to talk about what is the law of attraction. Next, we're going to talk about certain law of attraction techniques that are generally presented uh, the ones that, that, I, that I can recall <laughs> from my years and years of trying to make this shit work for me. And then I'm going to break down 
while a lot of these techniques don't work for people with ADHD, and why, and finally I'm going to get into why I think that uh, witchcraft actually does. Now, before I 100% get into this, um, I want to be very clear. Nobody has to come along with me on this. Absolutely nobody. I am not trying to push anything on anybody. I am sharing some observations, and um, you do with them as you wish. You know, as, as a lot of tarot readers like to say, take what resonates and leave what doesn't. This is not going to be for everybody. And some of these techniques may or may not have worked for you in the past, but they haven't worked for me, and I, I've noticed they haven't worked for a lot of other people with ADHD. So let's get into this. All right, so what is the law of attraction? Very basically, the law of attraction is this idea that you attract what you want towards you when you think about it. Because when you think about that, your, your thoughts attract things and situations to you. So what you think about creates your reality. Your thoughts create your reality. Um, and I, I believe I said this in the previous episode. It's, it's been so long, I honestly can't remember for sure. Um, but uh, energy is everything. Everything is energy. So the way that I like to explain it is your beliefs about yourself and what you deserve create your feelings about yourself and what you deserve. Your feelings about yourself and what you deserve create your thoughts and actions, or no, your thoughts about yourself and what you deserve. Your thoughts about yourself and what you deserve create words and actions that create your reality. So you have created what you deserve. I, I, I used to talk a lot about uh, create what you deserve. You start by believing that you deserve something and then you create it for better or for worse. That's very basically um, my take on the law of attraction is your thoughts create your reality. You attract to you the things you think about. Um, so if <laughs> the, uh, the way it gets oversimplified is if you think about being rich, you will become rich. Uh, again, it is not that simple. <laughs> we'll get into that in the next segment. Uh, but there, because as, as I just explained, there are a lot of layers to it. Because um, if, if you don't at your core believe that you deserve something, you're never going to get it. You can think about it all you want, but if you do not believe that you deserve it, you're not going to get it. And... That's, that's what a lot of law of attraction coaches slash gurus fail to mention. Uh, I don't want to say all of them do, but a lot of them do, is you've actually got to start with those foundational beliefs. Now, they, they're valid in saying, yes, you change your thoughts, because if you change your thoughts and your words and your, or, okay, if you change your words and your action, that will change your thoughts, your thoughts will change your feelings, your feelings will change your beliefs. And by reverse engineering it that way, you've created a new reality that you're existing in. Um, 
and so that's 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 why they focus so much on the thoughts, but they don't they don't tell you all the layers that go with it. Um, some uh, some versions of the law of attraction, for instance, quantum shifting. Um, we'll talk about like you have to vibrate at the frequency of the thing that you want. It gets very complex and complicated, but there's there's some validity to that. But then they follow that oftentimes by saying, if you stop vibrating at that frequency, you've got 17 seconds to get back on track or else you're not going to get it. <laughs> and that, my dears, is what we call toxic positivity because what, what we are told is low vibrational is things, emotions, the human emotions that you are programmed to feel, such as sadness, fear, anger, frustration, those are low vibrational emotions. But if you don't allow yourself to feel those emotions, it's going to be harder to stay at that frequency for very long. I think I'm jumping ahead of myself here. Okay. Part of the... the Quick side note, this part of this is going to end up being a venting session. But that very basically is the law of attraction. Your thoughts create your reality. And so if you want to change your reality, you change your thoughts. Attract what you want to you by changing the way you think about it. There you go. Let's move on. Okay, so what are some typical techniques that people suggest for changing your thoughts and changing your reality, using the law of attraction to get the things you want. The first thing that you will hear is affirmations. And I am a big proponent of affirmations. However, I get frustrated with the ones that a lot of these law of attraction guru, coaches type people, I don't even know what to call them, but there's people who say they know how to use the law of attraction, the affirmations that they say, here, say this every day, it's, it, it don't work for me, even when they're relatively simple. So I'll give you an example. There's this sound that's, that's gone around on TikTok um, that says, try this as an affirmation. I don't chase, I attract what belongs to me will simply find me. And there have been a lot of people who have um, talked about how that affirmation in and of itself helps them get what they want. I'm still waiting. So that's a lot for, for someone like me to remember, believe it or not. Um, I have always had to modify any affirmation that somebody gave me because I cannot remember it right out the starting gate. I have to modify it so that it is worded in a way that I can remember, and I'm going to get to that in the next segment. The other thing they say about affirmations, because that's, that's, that's a huge part of changing your thoughts, and man, I don't, I don't know how this is sounding to y'all. I really apologize if it sounds bad, but... This is, this is wild in my headset. Anyways, um, the next thing that they tell you when it comes to affirmations is 
Um, I have I have been told to say the affirmation ten times every single day, to write it by hand twenty eight times a day, and to print it out and post it, or you know print it out or write it on a post it note or whatever, and put it somewhere I will see it every single day, so that so that I will read it on a regular basis. Now. That don't work for me either, <laughs> and um, and I, I, I know like you know some people are probably going to be listening to this. And like, well, what does work for you? Um, I got to get to that in the next segment. But here's why it it, it doesn't work for me. Because um, a again we're talking about a very very verbose. Uh, affirmation that is hard for me to remember. B. Uh, so I'm not. I'm not going to remember to say it out loud, let alone ten times in a row. B. Writing it out by hand. Because these these people are very specific. Oh no 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 no! Don't don't type it on the computer because then you'll want to copy and paste. Uh, again, I'll get to that in the next one. Writing it out by hand for me is A, physically painful, and B, a huge trauma trigger for me. Huge trauma trigger. I don't want to get too much into why it's a trauma trigger, but it is a huge trauma trigger for me. So you're asking me to associate a positive affirmation with physical pain and emotional pain. And that's supposed to work. I call bullshit. And then the third thing with the writing it out on a post-it or printing it out and taping it up somewhere, I'm visually impaired. That's not an option. Now, let's pretend that I'm not, which I sometimes like to do. But let's pretend that I'm not. The ADHD brain might notice that post-it for one day. At most, at most two days, but generally one day, and then you forget. Like um, my <laughs> when I was sighted as a kid, um, my stepdad used to put post-it notes ev everywhere. You know, to re remember to turn off the light before you leave a room. Remember to brush your teeth in the morning and in the after, or in the, in, and before you go to bed. Remember to do this. Remember to do that. Those post-it notes, within a day, if not more, just faded into the background. They might as well have just been part of the wallpaper. You might as well, you might as well have expected the wallpaper to tell me to brush my teeth. That's how useless they were. Because it's, it, it's clutter blindness, I think is what a lot of people like to call it. It's it's the same concept, is that we just get used to it being there very quickly, that it just, it's there. And we forget the significance of why it's there, and we go about it. just sort of tunnel visions. It gets filtered out in, of our awareness. That doesn't work. So then the next technique that you hear a lot with affirmations is saying three times in the morning, Again, very wordy, verbose affirmations that are hard to remember. Say them three times in the morning, 
six times in the afternoon, and nine times at night. Okay, fair enough. I'm glad. If, if that has worked for you, absolutely. 100% have at thee. I can't remember whether or not I've eaten by the time I go to bed. Like, I can't because of how my brain is wired. I forget to eat. I can't, I can't remember what I said on the last podcast. <laughs> I can't remember what things that I've said on this podcast um, because I've re-recorded this so many times so I can't remember if I'm forgetting something right now because I thought I already said it because of how many times I've re-recorded this episode. And now you're, you're like, oh no, if you really want to change your life, this is, this is how you do it. That's not how my brain is wired. And again, you're probably sitting here going, well, what does work? Amazingly adorable, Rebecca Thistle. We're getting there. So um, another technique that I have come across many times over for making the law of attraction work for you and work for you quickly they're they're always they're always adamant. Oh yes, no, this will work very quickly for you. Is gratitude. Feeling that gratitude for what you have now and for what you want to have, but you have to have gratitude for it as if it's already here. Okay. What? <laughs> It's not that this is a bad technique. It's just that it's, it's, you know, it's hard to be grateful for the million dollars in your bank account when your bank account is in the negatives. And you can't even order off of Amazon Fresh with food stamps because there's a two cents sales tax and you don't have the two cents to pay that sales tax. It's hard to be grateful for the million dollars in the present tense when your present tense doesn't look that great. Now, the final technique that I actually feel like people with ADHD are the best at, generally speaking, not 100%. Obviously, there's always nuance, but generally speaking, since people with ADHD are really good at maladaptive daydreaming, you know, they go off in their own little worlds and, you know, have their own little fantasy adventures or, you know, they, they get really absorbed in a book because they can imagine themselves, you know, fighting these battles and going on these adventures and stuff like that. Um, but again, not 100% of people with ADHD are like this. Nuance. Anyways, and that's the visualization. The visualization, seeing what your life would be like with this thing. So I'll give you an example. I have, for the past almost six and a half years, been visualizing owning my own home. From my vantage point, six years ago, six and a half years ago, and even now, (laughs) 
that is an impossibility. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Um, when you live on SSI, you cannot have more than $2,000 worth of assets or you will lose your SSI. So owning a home, not an option for me if I want to keep my SSI. But I have been visualizing that home. I can walk you through that home. I can tell you what it smells like. I can tell you what the furniture looks like. I can tell you what my day is like every single day. I get up at this time. I do this, 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 and this. Then I get the kids up and we have breakfast together and we watch, you know, TV together for a little while. And then we get dressed and then I take them to the bus stop and then I do this. And I can walk you through my day, my entire life in this house. This is the thing that ADHD people are the best at, I feel. Problem is, it is hard to keep visualizing the exact same thing over and over and over again when you are not getting results. This is, this is where a lot of this sort of comes into, you know, sort of culminates the affirmations, the gratitude, the visualization. It all culminates in this one point. If we do not see quick enough results, we will not stick to it. And if we do not stick to it, it will not happen. The other problem is we are huge people pleasers. Not, not 100% again, nuance, but a lot of people with ADHD are people pleasers. Part of this is because a lot of people with ADHD have some kind of trauma. Generally like prolonged trauma, CPTSD, complex PTSD. Because we have spent our entire lives cutting off pieces of ourselves to try and fit into the mold that society wants us to fit into. And that's hard. That's hard on you. <laughs> you know, if, 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 if you think, oh, no, that's, that's, that's not a big deal. You know, masking, not a big deal. This is how society works. You know, so you have to play by the rules. Yeah, you know what? Cut off your finger to make somebody else's life a little more easy and then tell me that you're not traumatized. Cut off your ear to make somebody else happy and tell me you're not traumatized. If you physically cut off pieces of yourself to make other people happy, you will be traumatized. We're talking about metaphysically, spiritually, emotionally, cutting off pieces of ourselves. And we get dismissed as, oh, no, that's not that bad. You just have to do that. Everybody has to do that. They shouldn't. And if you don't come out of that with trauma, more power to you. But we all do. And so, you know, for instance, um, if, if you're wanting to manifest a career in, 
um, like I've wanted to do for many years, coaching, life coaching, mindset coaching, that sort of thing. And you tell somebody, this is what I want to do, they will tell you every reason why you can't. And because we're people pleasers, we give up. That's where I am, actually, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, my this, this podcast is, is part of my trying to reclaim that passion, to, to reclaim that as something that is a possibility for me. But, you know, you tell somebody, you know, I... I wanna, I wanna uh, become. I, I wanna quit my job. Uh, at, at, you know, for instance, at, at at the beauty salon, so that I can open up my own beauty salon. They will tell you it's not possible. You can't do it. And because we're people pleasers, and we want people to say, "Yeah, rah rah rah," there's there's that dopamine hit when somebody says, "Good for you." We'll step back. We will keep ourselves miserable if it means somebody will say good for you. We will cut off those pieces of ourselves to make other people happy. And so because we're not, we, we are so afraid of upsetting everybody else around us, we don't take the risks necessary to make that law of attraction work for us. So... Now that I've thoroughly vented and probably depressed you, let me actually lift your spirits a little bit. Let me let me tell you let me tell you some good stuff that that I have found actually work for me and my ADHD brain. So here we go. All right. So now that um, you're thoroughly just frustrated and angry, going, hey, well, if nothing works, then, then why, why, why try? Here's the thing, is some of these techniques actually kind of work. So let's, let's start with affirmations, okay? Let's start with affirmations. Here's what I found worked for me when it comes to affirmations is chanting them rhythmically. I had to take these affirmations, these really long-winded, verbose affirmations, and I had to condense them down into some very basic elements. Sometimes I had to turn them into several different affirmations and chant them back to back. But I had to condense them down into a very basic idea and word it in a way that is rhythmic that is metric, has a meter, has a bounce to it. So I'll give you an example. I was doing a, a, a money manifestation affirmation challenge. I don't know. Anyways, this, this, was, this was back in 2016. I tried it again in 2017, but it, anyways, long story short, one of the affirmations, I cannot for the life of me remember what the original affirmation was. But it was about abundance. And I had to distill it down into this. Okay? Abundance lives in me. Abundance radiates through me. Abundance lives in me. Abundance radiates through me. Abundance lives in me. Abundance radiates through me. And, and 
and I was able to to not only remember it, but you know, I would I started chanting it, and then I got really excited because I was enjoying actually saying the word abundance because it it felt like a bounce, and so it felt like I was physically elevating myself as well as energetically and emotionally elevating myself. So I got really excited, so I kept saying it over and over and over again, and. Then I had to go catch a bus. And you can't talk to yourself at the bus stop. I mean, well, you can, but people will think you're crazy. And, you know, and people are already think that I'm weird because, you know, purple hair and white cane. At that time, I used my white cane. But anyways, point being, couldn't do it at the bus stop. Couldn't do it on the bus. But even when I, I stopped saying the affirmation, I kept hearing it in my head over and over and over and over again. And it was amazing. It was like I had done minimal work for something that was just going to stay there and do all the biggest work for me. And I, I remember, I think it was on some Reddit, uh, some subreddit, I forget which one. It was a long time ago. But I mentioned something about chanting affirmations rhythmically, and somebody replied to this comment and they were like, I had never even thought to repeat the affirmation. And I'm like, okay, cool. So um, I've been trying for a really long time to um, uh, create these affirmation chants as um, audio tracks so that people can chant along with me, and they can hear it in their head, they can get it stuck in their head, and they can completely alter their reality. Um, I, I like to have them in such a way that you can say them while you're walking, so that, you know, so that it, you, go at that, you go at that pace. Um, another one that I love is, yes, I can, yes, I can, I am good enough. And I used to, I used to when I lived with my parents, I used to walk all around the neighborhood with my daughter in her stroller. And, um, and I would sit there and I would chant these affirmations as I was walking around because I'd finally gotten rid of my give a damn, right? So I'm sure all the neighbors thought I was crazy, but you know, I, don't, I, don't, I don't give a damn. You know what? Um, so between uh, chanting the affirmations and doing the walk, which is really, 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 by the way, good for, for your, your, not only your body but your brain, um, I got a lot out of it. I got a lot out of it. Uh, did not lose a lot of weight. But you know what? I survived living with my parents for a very long time. And it reprogrammed my mind in a very short time. Reprogrammed it uh, from a state of hopelessness to hopefulness. So affirmations. This, this is why this, this chanting affirmations rhythmically. Um, and I'm sure some of you witches are going, oh, yes, yes. well, we could have told you that. But chanting affirmations rhythmically helped me not only remember them, but enjoyed doing them and made it so that I only had to remember to do it once a day. And it was something I looked forward to doing so I didn't have to remember the 369 thing. And I still do this, by the way. <laughs> so... Um, <coughs> excuse me, I'm sorry. This being said, let's, let's move on to the gratitude issue. Um, that, 
the way that I found to make the gratitude, the energy of gratitude work for me, you know, this, this idea of being grateful for the million dollars, you know, being grateful in the present tense for a, a bank account with millions of dollars in it, when in reality, in the present, your bank account is in the negatives, is to turn my gratitudes in, uh, into visualizations. Um, and, 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 okay. It's actually two different things. It's this, the gratitude is, it goes into the visualizations as I, as I imagine walking through my dream home, for instance, and being grateful for this chair, this table lamp, this TV, this, <laughs> this window, this fridge, you know, all, all the different things as I'm visualizing walking through my dream home, right? And I put the gratitude with it. So that's, that's the feeling of the gratitude in the present tense because I'm presently in my mind in my, in my dream home. Um, the other thing with the gratitude is um, I've modified some of my affirmations to start with, I am grateful for, or I am grateful to be, and then yada, 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 whatever I'm trying to manifest. <laughs> A lottery jackpot winner, you know, and, I, and, and it, it takes some finagling, you know. This is, this is one area where a degree in English actually sort of paid off because, you know, I can modify things so that they have a meter and a rhythm to them. But having, having the words I'm grateful at the beginning of, of these affirmations um, helps me a lot. Um, something else that, that honestly does help a lot is, is um, you're going to hear this like so much, is meditation, meditation, right? And ADHD people hate hearing about doing meditations, you know, unless, unless they're already, you know, doing it and, and, and have found a way to work around it. Okay, <laughs> I feel like I'm going to cough, and so I have to pause here. I'm going to mute the, the microphone. All right, I apologize for that. Um, so, uh, gratitude. <laughs> Is that what I'm talking about? I lost track of, I, uh, of my train of thought. Um, oh, putting gratitude into the affirmations, um, making them rhythmic, um, and, and putting it into the visualizations. Oh, and meditation. There we go. I, I got there. I got there. I know you were screaming at me. Chill, chill, chill. Okay, so meditations. So um, first off, I always, any novice to meditation. I always say start with the guided meditations. Start with the guided visualizations, guided meditations. Because then all you have to do is get your body into a comfortable position and, 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 uh, and then just, just listen. Just listen and breathe. That's it. And they'll, they'll, they'll guide you through it. Just listen, listen to the narrator. Uh, the only the only modification that I make to that is a lot of these guided meditations are going to start out by saying, you know, sit with your feet on the floor and your hands in your lap, 
or lying on your back or so you know they're going to tell you how to position yourself that doesn't always work for people with ADHD <laughs> so um, I have had to learn that it's okay if I lie on my side or on my stomach if I just lie, lay down on my stomach with my face flat on the pillow and do my meditation that way that's fine too they don't live in my body this narrator does not live in my body they don't get a say over it okay um, the other thing that I like to tell people with ADHD is ASMR energy healing videos on YouTube love those things and I've been thinking about because I've, I've seen so many people with ADHD go that's the only way I can meditate that's the only way I can do it and it's not because generally speaking they're, they're doing guided visualizations or guided meditations. You know, a lot of times they are. You can find those ASMR-style meditations. Um, it's, I, here's, here's the theory that I've come up with as I've thought about this. It is the fact that there is some positive stimulation that comes from the ASMR tingles. Uh, for those of you unaware, oh, Lord. <laughs> for those of you unaware, um, ASMR stands for autosensory uh, meridian response. It's, it's that like chill you get down your spine when somebody whispers in your ear. So you've got these, these very soft-spoken ASMR artists who will, you know, go through a, a uh, Reiki energy healing video and they'll, they'll have very, you know, soft sounds or sometimes, you know, but they're very pleasing sounds that are gonna like give your body some tingles, and it's and it's a, it's a natural um, neurological response, and you know, and everybody's response is different to different ASMR triggers, but um, I think the reason that a lot of um, people with ADHD are able to meditate with ASMR videos is because of those tingles because it is a positive stimulus that makes you happy and so when you're happy then you're like okay I can relax here and so it's very extended and I was going through a period of time there where I literally I could not sleep unless I had my favorite ASM artist in the background on YouTube <laughs> I just I just set up his um, energy healing playlist on shuffle and uh, and go from there by the way his name is silver hair if you want to find him on YouTube youtube.com slash silver hair or something like that or just search silver hair so um, so yeah these these are some things that can work but now let's get into why I think above all these things or alongside these things witchcraft actually works the best okay so let's talk about why I think that uh, a lot of people with ADHD and other neurodivergencies are coming to witchcraft um, because it feels more real it feels more real number one you know so uh, if 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 you know if you're new to witchcraft and you're like well I don't know how to do any spells and manifestation anything like that 
I'll give you the simplest spell you can possibly do right now, right here, right now. Get a bay leaf. You can buy bay leaves at the grocery store in the uh, herbs and spices aisle. It's usually like the baking aisle in general, but um, they're there with the herbs and spices. Get yourself a thing of bay leaves, like a dollar, two dollars, depending on the brand. Um, take one of the bay leaves, write what it is that you want on the bay leaf, light a candle, burn the bay leaf. And I love burning bay leaves, don't care. <laughs> Please understand, I love burning bay leaves. They make this lovely crackly noise. Oh, it's so wonderful. Um, but that, that, that's, that's it. It's as simple as that. And so that, that physical act of doing something, feeling like you're actually doing something, makes you feel productive, I guess. You know, also fire. Fire is fun. <laughs> but I, I feel like, you know, doing, doing uh, spell work is, uh, makes you feel like you're doing more. And then the other thing about that is you can combine the, the spell, you know, we'll use this simple bay leaf spell, say you're wanting to manifest $500, right? Because reasons. Um, actually, that's what I'm in the process of manifesting right now. <laughs> anyway, so you write on the bay leaf $500. And then you burn it. You, and, I mean, you can use a green candle if you want to use color magic as part of that. You can carve into the candle $500. You can anoint the candle with, you know, special oils. Uh, clove oil is really good for prosperity. I just did a prosperity spell where I used uh, frankincense to anoint my candle. Uh, uh, patchouli. Uh, I mean, there are, there are tons, like lemon, orange, lemongrass. Um, peppermint is actually good for your wealth as well. Um, I got a special essential oil kit that had one, one scent was a Christmas wreath, which is a pine smell, which, you know, I'm like, oh yes, this will keep me evergreen, ha ha, right? Um, there's, there's lots of different ways that, that you can dress it up. It can be as simple as just burn the bay leaf, right? But as you're burning that bay leaf, you can say a prosperity affirmation. Money flows easily to me. Money flows easily to me. That's And then you're saying your affirmation, and you feel like you're actually doing something. And then you're like, you know, once that bay leaf has burned, because fire. Oh, fire is fun, right? Anyways, um, <laughs> I, I have this theory that every witch is secretly is a very restrained pyromaniac. <laughs> it's a joke. It's a joke. But <laughs> fire safety, people. Fire safety, you know, always always be as fire safe as possible. But, you know, but the joy of burning that bay leaf, the, 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 it gets associated with that affirmation, which ingrains it further in your brain. Saying it out loud ingrains it further in your brain. And this feeling of, of productiveness makes you go, you know what, I did that spell, it's going to work. And, and then the other thing is, is with witchcraft, and I mean, you don't have to be like a, a hugely like major, you know, Indo-witchy 
rituals and stuff like that. But one of the things that I have found has helped me is, you know, once I've put that intention into the universe, one thing that I forgot to, to mention way back a couple of segments ago is, is one of the things that they will tell you is set your intention and then forget about it because you trust that the universe is going to do some stuff with it and make it happen. Set it and forget it. Ain't a thing for me. My brain focuses on, on stuff way too much, and I don't have control over that. However, if I'm very easily distracted by, let me, let me check up on this lunar cycle and what kind of things that I can be doing at the new moon, at the full moon, um, how do I make moon water? How can I charge my crystals? What kinds of crystals can help me with X, Y, Z? Um, here are my patron deities. Let me do research on them. If you can find a way to keep yourself distracted just with your craft, researching herbs, researching oils, researching spell work, researching deities, um, if you can get yourself hyper fixated and down a rabbit hole long enough, set it and forget it actually becomes possible for you. Now, is it possible without witchcraft? Absolutely. Absolutely. No, no, no arguments there. But this is why I think a lot of uh, neurodivergent people are coming to witchcraft is because it allows you to feel more productive because you are physically, it, it, I believe it's called sympathetic magic. I'm sure if um, my witchy mom friend Susan hears this, she'll go, you're right or you're wrong, but you're doing an act of sympathetic magic um, to bring in the things that you want, which makes you feel like you're actually doing something. And then in the meantime, you've got other shit to do. <laughs> and the other thing that I really like about witchcraft is almost any time in, in one of my witchy groups on Facebook, and almost any time that somebody, you know, posts about, I'm having a problem with XYZ in my life, are there any spells that I can do? There's inevitably like 25% of the respondents are like, you need to do some shadow work. Now, we'll, we'll get into shadow work uh, in, in great detail later, but just very basically here, shadow work is where you start digging down back, going back to, you know, your beliefs, create your feelings, create your thoughts, create your words and actions, create your reality, that, that whole layered system. Shadow work is where you're drilling back down to what are these beliefs so that you can know how to change them using, you know, using affirmations, using um, journaling techniques and all that, releasing these, these blocks. So, um, for instance, um, I, I recently realized that a lot of the reason that I'm having a hard time manifesting money in my life is because I still believe that if it comes easily to me, I don't actually deserve it. So I've been working on clearing out that block. And, um, and it's not easy. It's hard. I've done a lot of crying. <laughs> my my two-year-old daughter, she's almost three, <laughs> She's getting more and more of a vocabulary, and I'll just, you know, I'll realize, oh my gosh, I have this block, and, you know, and I've had this for so long, and this is why it's been hard for me, and I'll just start crying out of nowhere, and she's so sweet, and I hate that she does this, but I also love that she does this. I love that she does this is because she comes up, and she goes, 
Mama, it's okay. Don't cry. Don't cry. It's okay. And she'll and she'll put my cut my face in her hands the same way that I do to her. And she'll give me a kiss and she'll hold my hand and and I love that she does it because it's just so sweet and it shows how wonderful she really is. You know, and it sort of makes all the messes that she makes <laughs> in my life okay. You know, but I hate that she does it because it's not her fucking job to do that. Okay. <laughs> And I tell her that. I tell her, I'm like, baby, I'm so appreciative. It is not your job. This is not about you. You don't you don't have to make mama feel better. But um, because my mom used to do stuff like that to me on purpose. I'm I'm not doing this on purpose. I'm I, it just sort of happens at random sometimes. But um and that that I don't I do not want to parentify my daughter at all. Um but the point being is that I feel like witchcraft um, gives, gives an avenue. Witchcraft along with like generalized spirituality um, give an avenue for uh, working through those blocks that, you know, just law of attraction um, gurus, coaches, books, movies, whatever. They, 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 they can't address these issues because either because they don't see them in themselves or because that whole movement is so full of toxic positivity. It's almost been inextric inextricably linked with um, prosperity gospel creatures. Um, I, I, I like to always say, like, uh, for instance, Joel Osteen. Joel Osteen's ministry is basically the secret with Jesus. That's it. That's all it is. Um, I, I mean, there's some other toxic Christian things that I don't want to get into. But because the law of attraction gets so inextricably linked with that toxic positivity. Oh, one of the things that I forgot to mention as I bought my microphone. <laughs> you got to love how unprofessional this podcast really is. Um, one of the things that I forgot to mention is this, this idea in quantum shifting law of attraction is, uh, is that, you know, you have to stay uh, vibrationally aligned with the thing you want to attract and if you fall out of alignment, you've got 17 seconds to get back in alignment. Or else it's, it's just gone. That's fucking toxic positivity. You're allowed to feel sad. You're allowed to feel angry. You are allowed to feel frustrated and scared. You're allowed to feel that. You're human. To deny your humanity, it's going to hurt. I... I like to compare it to, um, and this is going to sound gross, but I like to compare it to bowel movements. Now, you want to have healthy bowel movements on a regular basis, usually once a day. One good healthy bowel movement per day. That's, that's, that's good. When you're having a movement, you are not engaging with your body's toxicity. You are get, getting rid of of what no longer serves you. You're getting rid of what your body does not need. 
So if you hold in your movements because you don't want to deal with that toxicity, you're going to cause yourself problems. If you have way too many of these movements, <laughs> you're going to have problems. Now, are there outside factors, physically speaking, that, that can that make this metaphor fall apart quite quickly? For instance, Crohn's disease? Yes, I, I, I absolutely, I get it, okay? If you've got IBS and or Crohn's, I get it. That's, that's, you don't always have control over that. But it's, so too is it the same thing with your emotions. You don't always have control over your emotions. Like uh, for the past month, actually, honestly, for the past three months, I have been in a really low place, low energy, low vibe place for a lot of reasons that I don't want to get into. But that is part of my human existence. And actually, uh, witchcraft has helped me get through it, has helped me process things and do the shadow work necessary so that I can get to where I am now, where I don't want to say I'm 100% on the other side of it because I still I have my moments, but I'm back to healthy energetic bowel movements where I have my moments of falling apart, where I have my moments, but you know what? Fall down seven times, stand up eight. Um, but yeah, uh, witchcraft, like, I mean, there's, there are a lot of witches that are all like, all oh, love and light all the time, but there are more witches that are at least balancing the darkness and the light somewhat so that you have that, that encouragement to do your shadow work, to change those beliefs so that by changing those beliefs, you can change your reality. When you realize what the negative belief is, for instance, like I talked about just a little bit ago, um, my money block about believing that if it comes easily, then I don't deserve it. That belief is still there. So now I have to go back and modify uh, some of my affirmations, if not create a totally new one, uh, so that I can start saying that out loud every single day, chanting it, because that's what I do so that I can change my thoughts, so that I can change my feelings, so that that belief can heal. And money will flow easily to me guilt-free. And I will know that I did it and I deserved it. But in the meantime, <laughs> I've got shit to do. <laughs> what shit is that, you may ask? Well, I, I just came up with, um, with a little uh, recipe for something that, that I think is going to be good for not only for my health, but for my <laughs> pursuit of wealth um, that I am calling prosperity because puns. <laughs> it's, a, it's a sachet with some, uh, some um, uh, herbs, teas, uh, etc. I, I don't want to get too much into it because I'm still like, hmm, can I monetize this? Maybe? I don't know yet. Um, but it's, it's something that, that um, I've actually been drinking um, over the past couple of days because I've been sick. Uh, and by the past couple of days, I mean almost a week because I've been sick. <laughs> um, and it's actually made me feel really good. So we'll see where this goes. Anyways, um, 
let me end this segment and then we'll move on to the closing. <laughs> oh, I love how unprofessional my little podcast is. <laughs> All right, thank you for making it this far into my long rambly episode that I meant to actually be shorter, but ended up turning into a little bit of a venting session. I apologize. Thank you for sticking with me to the end. Um, If you would like to check out my Etsy shop, uh, donate uh, to to this podcast, support this podcast, and the virtual tip, um, I I use a site called Buy Me a Coffee. so I have a, a landing page for all my links. If you go to thistlegrow.com, that's T-H-I-S-T-L-E-G-R-O-W.com, uh, you will find um, links to my Etsy shop where I sell tarot readings. I'm thinking about also selling off some of my crystals, so um, let me know if you'd be interested in that. You can also check out my Facebook page. Uh, where you can send me a message. <laughs> you can buy me a coffee or donate via Cash App. Um, and more links to come soon once I have them up and running. Uh, one of the neat things about buy me a coffee, nobody pays me to say this, um, I'm just throwing this out there as as a thing, I guess, is uh, they, they serve simultaneously as a virtual tip jar and also as a paid subscription service. So it's, it's, it's kind of like Patreon, but I feel like it's a little bit better because Patreon is, is a subscription thing, you know, where you get bonus content from your favorite creators and you can support them that way. Um, Buy Me A Coffee has that option. I haven't actually set it up yet, um, but uh, I do plan on doing that very soon in the future. Um, and like I said, I also have a link up to my Etsy shop on my landing page uh, where you can purchase um, uh, tarot readings. I have like 12 different kinds of tarot readings that you can uh, purchase. And I've, I've got plans for at least another eight different listings, <laughs> possibly 11 more. Um, and I'm also in the process of, of revamping my pricing plan. So, um, yeah, uh, stay tuned to that. Um, you can check me out on TikTok as well. Um, my username out there is Rebecca Thistle 923 So that's R-E-B-E-C-C-A-T-H-I-S-T-L-E-923. You can check me out there. Um, I'm trying to get back into the swing of, of doing read, uh, tarot readings out there, but I talk a lot about ADHD and trauma healing and, you know, with, you know, cameo appearances by my daughter Kaylee. So <laughs> check that out. Uh, until next time, remember to be magical because you are magical. I love you. <laughs>